0: Sometimes human places create inhuman monsters. Stephen King, The Shining.
1: Violin advice contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Violent Vice. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do and give us five stars to share our wondrous stories with the rest of the world. My name is John. John.
1: And I'm Audie. Hello.
0: And I am going to try and scare Audie again on this particular set of stories because it's my turn to get revenge on you. Ooh,
1: ooh so excited to be
0: spooked
1: it's spooky season john john this is my favorite time of the year
0: i know i i like parts of it not all of it i'm not a fan of the horror movies at all so
1: i love them and nobody wants to watch them with me
0: it's because they make you scared and scared is a bad feeling
1: it's so much fun (laughs) though (laughs)
0: All right, you have a point, but still. Yeah. I mean, people ride roller coasters when it's scary. Yeah. And then they, f- then they want to ride the roller coaster. I don't understand that either.
1: It's thrill-seeking. You have fun doing it. That's why. True. I'm so excited for all the corn mazes and haunted houses for this year, and I'm so excited for to be spooked by this episode.
0: Well, we're going to try. We'll see what happens. Good. Now, today's topic is on an Irish folklore monster. I really like these old Irish folklore things quite a lot. Irish
1: folklore and history is just, like, the absolute best, I feel like.
0: I think it's, like, an untouched, like, untapped amount of potential. Everybody's into the Greek, the Norse, the Egyptian. The Celtic stuff is, there's a lot there.
1: There is, and I'm, I'm just excited. Like, every time we do, like either a historical figure or, like, some lore on it. I just get so excited doing it. It's just fantastic.
0: It is. Now, the thing is, most people will know what this monster is. Like, some people have heard some sort of story about it. This is called the Doulahan or a Headless Horseman, which uh- is why most people know about it.
1: Yeah, I'm familiar with the Headless Horseman, like Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod Crane, that old mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: shenanigan. But the Dullahan, I haven't actually heard of yet.
0: Well, that, like the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow, straight up, it's a Dullahan. And it came from this folklore. So, if you need a little bit more clarification, the Dullahan is depicted as a Headless Rider, usually on a black horse who carries their own head in their arm. Usually the Dullahan is male, but there are some female versions as well. It is said to be the embodiment of the Celtic god, Crom Dube. The myth of the Dullahan comes from Ireland. So, Celtic god, of course.
1: Is he like a god of hunting or anything?
0: I don't know a whole lot about Crom Dube, but... There's a fair amount of Celtic gods, and some of them aren't technically gods either. They're also Fomorians, which is like the race that was in Ireland before the Irish went there. But that's a whole other story. Whole another story. It also might be where the inspiration for Jacqueline and Hyde and the Hulk come from as well. So there was a full-on Irish Hulk before the Hulk was a thing. Oh, fun. Which is also a different story. We're on the Hand. Back to it.
1: <laughs> okay. Back to the Doolahad. <laughs> try to keep a straight topic. <laughs>
0: yes. We'll try. Okay. No promises.
1: Now...
0: <laughs> now, more specifics and what it looks like is the mouth in the disembodied head is usually in like a hideous grin that touches both sides of the head. like So like ear to ear, full grin. Its eyes are constantly moving about and can see across the countryside, even in... darkest of nights now the flesh of the head is said to have like this color and consistency of like severe decay that is comparable to like moldy cheese and the dual hand is believed to use the spine of a human corpse as a whip as well now it's also like it's not just a rider on a horse all the time it could also be pulled by a horse on a wagon which is usually like a hearse type thing before we had cars, but a wagon version. So like there'll be candles and skulls on the side of it. And like the spokes of the wheels will be made from like thigh bones. And the wagon's covering is usually made from like a worm tool, a worm chewed pall or like dried human skin type stuff. So like full on corpse wagon, like,
1: Gross, but creepy, yes. Yeah.
0: Now, the ancient Irish believed that where the dual hand stops writing, a person is due to die. So instead of, like, calling out a specific person, it's just where he stops, whoever's there is going to die. And usually the person calls out, uh, the dual hand calls out the person's name where he's going to stop right then and there. Like, drawing away the soul of his victim by emanating their voice from the disembodied ad.
1: Creepy. So, kind of along the lines of, like, a grim.
0: Sort of. But as soon as the doula hand spots you, chases you, and calls out your name. You're done. The, yeah, the person almost instantly just drops. Full dead.
1: Makes sense. I would and be scared enough to die, I think.
0: Yeah, but there is like a prevention method. Like you could stave off the dual hand for a little bit. Uh, You could essentially bribe it where something made out of gold, if you drop it and run away, the dual hand will stop at that particular object and then turn and flee from it. So there's some way to prevent it, but it also means that you have to give up something pretty valuable to do it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. I, but I mean I feel like a lot of people would have like gold crosses or earrings or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. So like so it's not super uncommon to have something that's gold if you're somebody who's traveling on these roads, but it's still something pretty valuable to just drop and run from. Now I have some stories about the Doolahan.
1: Spooky stories? Somewhat. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, we can go with what is the recorded original story that most people have heard first before, like, the Sleepy Hollow story got told. So before Sleepy Hollow was a thing, this is the Doolahan story most people would have heard. And it is pretty short. And it goes like this. Are you ready? So ready. Okay. One night, a man in Galway was on his way home when all of a sudden he heard the sound of a horse's hooves pounding along the road behind him. He turned around, and when he saw what emerged from the darkness, all he could do was stare in dread. It was the Doulahan. The man tried to run, but it was no use. Nothing can outrun the Doulahan. Desperate to escape, the man searched his pockets and found his gold wedding ring. He tossed it onto the road and ran. There was a loud roar that split the silence of the night, and when he glanced back over his shoulder, he saw that the Doulahan was gone. And that's a story. So you don't get the full description of the doula there because everybody expects you to know. But at least now you know what to do roughly to get rid of it. Yeah. So a sort of bedtime story of warning for all the children that may be traveling.
1: Makes sense.
0: hmm. Now nah. I have two more that are kind of small as well but also takes place in ireland but Adi, do you think if you saw a dual hand you would give up a golden wedding ring
1: you know i i feel like your life is worth more than that so probably
0: probably Hmm.
1: if i if i have other gold jewelry i would give that up first
0: okay okay that's that's understandable yeah all right so this next one i seen the Doolahan myself stopping on the brow of the hill between bryansford and money scalp late one evening i am reading this in an irish accent by the way just as the sun was setting it was completely headless But it held up its own head, in its hand, and I heard it call out a name. I put my hand across my ears in case the name was my own, so I couldn't hear what it said. When I looked again, it was gone. But shortly afterwards, there was a bad car accident on that very hill, and a young man was killed. It had been his name that the Dulahan was calling. The End So, yeah, modern times type stuff.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of creepy. So, like, he just didn't want to know if it was his time or not.
0: Sort of. Like, because if you hear your name called by the Doolahan, I think that also means that it's guaranteed to be you. But if you hear it calling out and you cover your ears, then there's a chance that you don't get stopped right in your tracks, I'm guessing.
1: Okay, makes sense.
0: And that story was written by a W.J. Fitzpatrick.
1: Gotcha. Who
0: Who says that he saw that one. So that's, that's the only one where there could be some credibility to it. If you thought I was good at an Irish accent, leave it in the comments. <laughs> 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 but we'll see. All right. This one comes from the County of Galway. A man was on his way home one night between Roundstone and Ballyconnier. It was just getting dark and all of a sudden he heard the sound of horse's hooves pounding along the road behind him. Looking around, he saw the dual hand on his charger halting towards him at a fair speed. With a loud shout, he made to run, but the thing came on after him, gaining on him all the time. In truth, it would have overtaken him and carried him away had he not dropped a gold-headed pin from the folds of his shirt on the road behind him. There was a roar in the air above him, and when he looked again, the Doulahan was gone. So pretty similar to the last one, Well, not the last one, the first one, but there seems to be a common theme where if you drop it and you hear a roar, then the dual hand will disappear. So don't turn around until you hear a roar.
1: Makes sense.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. No, it's still creepy that it chases after you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I have two more stories, and they get a little bit longer.
1: Perfect.
0: This one is the retelling of The Headless Horseman that we all come to know and love. So, are you ready to hear it as written, not Disneyified?
1: Yes, I can't wait.
0: Okay. The Headless Horseman, a New York ghost story retold by S. E. Schlosser. One cold winter night, early in the new year, a certain Dutchman left the tavern in Tarrytown and started walking to his home in the hollow nearby. His path led him next to the old Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, where a headless Hessian soldier was buried. At midnight, Dutchman came within sight of the graveyard. The weather had warmed up during the week, and the snow was almost gone from the road. It was a dark night with no moon, and the only light came from his lantern. The Dutchman was nervous about passing the graveyard, remembering the rumors of a galloping ghost that he had heard at the tavern. He stumbled along humming to himself to keep up his courage. Suddenly, his eye was caught by the light rising from the ground in the cemetery. He stopped, his heart pounding in fear. Before his startled eyes, a white mist burst forth from an unmarked grave and formed into a large horse carrying a headless rider. The Dutchman let out a terrible scream as the horse leapt toward him at a full gallop. He took to his heels, running as fast as he could, making for the bridge since he knew that ghosts and evil spirits did not care to cross running running water. He stumbled suddenly and fell, rolling off the road into a melting patch of snow. The headless rider thundered past him, and the man got a second look at the headless ghost. It was wearing a Hessian commander's uniform. The Dutchman waited a good hour after the ghost disappeared before crawling out of the bushes and making his way home. After fortifying himself with schnapps, the Dutchman told his wife about the ghost. By noon of the next day, the story was all over Terrytown. The good Dutch folk were divided in their opinions. Some thought that the ghost must be roaming the roads at night in search of its head. Others claimed that the Hessian soldier rose from the grave to lead the Hessian soldiers in a charge up nearby Chatterton Hill, not knowing that the hill had already been taken by the British. Whatever the reason, the headless horseman continues to roam the roads near Tarrytown on dark nights from that day to this. The End So that is the story that Disney based Ichabod and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow off of.
1: I thought the story they based it off of was written by Washington Irvine. and like Ichabod Crane yes. and. and
0: yes, this is the story that Washington.
1: Based his story off of. Yes,
0: this is the story he heard, and he fleshed it out in a much more dramatic way.
1: Gotcha. But, okay. Yes. That makes sense.
0: So, not the story that everybody knows about Sleepy Hollow, but the story that's based off of specifically.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was all new. That was cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, st- I don't exactly know what a Hessian is. Do you know?
1: I can look it up. We have Google on our hands.
0: We have the technology.
1: Hessians were German soldiers who served as auxiliaries to the British Army during the American Revolutionary War. Basically, an American term for all Germans who fought on the British side. Since 65% of them came from the German states of Hesse Castle and Hesse Hanu.
0: Oh. I did not know that.
1: I didn't either. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. Got some actual education out of these creepy stories.
1: Can't say you didn't learn something today, folks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Last long story.
1: Can't wait.
0: (laughs) This one is called Curse of the Dullahan. And... It's on a website called Wattpad, and you'll probably laugh at the name by the person who wrote it.
1: What's his name? What's his name?
0: It's by The Squish.
1: The Squish? (laughs) (laughs) In here, I was worried we wouldn't have any fun like Reddit usernames or anything.
0: Like, I know. this squish
1: I... is pretty awesome.
0: I I had to find one with a good name because you missed it so much.
1: I know those are like my favorite <laughs> <The> squish. <laughs> nice. So
0: Soft. they have they have many other stories as well, but this is the one about the Doolahan. Help me! She yells as she slips on wet leaves scraping her shin on an exposed root in the process. Lightning flashes across the sky, revealing a black horse, a headless rider, and a wagon adorned with funeral objects. Her voice and breath catches in her throat. She is unable to run away because of her injured shin. Another flash of lightning reveals the headless rider coming to a stop. The head itself looks like moldy cheese, with a hideous grin that goes from ear to ear. The rider's dead eyes constantly looks around, as if it can see in the dark. The mouth opens as if it is speaking, however, the girl can't hear what's being said. The headless rider stalks closer to her. She closes her eyes so she doesn't have to look at the severed head or the whip made out of a human spine. River, the head says. With her final breath still caught in her throat and her face frozen in fear, the girl drops to the ground, dead. Rivers and young blue eyes flew open as she sits upright. Her heart is currently playing a drum solo and her breathing is rapid like she just ran a marathon. Her eyes quickly dart across the room, taking in the surroundings. She's in her bedroom, tangled in her sheets and blankets. It was a nightmare. For some reason, River's nightmares have been getting continuously worse. The next day, River opens her laptop and she starts looking up the headless rider, knowing that the thing she saw likely has a legend behind it. The top result she gets is the legend of Sleepy Hollow. That isn't what she is looking for, so she keeps scrolling down. Something catches her attention a creature from Celtic mythology. Doolahan. she questions as she clicks on the link. She pushes her jet black curls out of her face and her fluorescent blue eyes widen in horror. The description of this creature matches what she saw in her dream. Shivers shoot up her spine. Brought you some coffee, River's best friend, Phoenix states as she sets the paper cup down by doing so she startles river damn it nix don't do that river comments as she tries to get her breathing back to normal you okay riv you're acting a little jumpy today river sighs as she grabs a paper cup of caffeine in front of her and takes a drink i had one hell of a nightmare about what river turns her laptop So the screen is facing Phoenix. Phoenix's brown eyes widen. Are you sure? River nods. Everything about this thing lines up to what I saw in my nightmare. River says as she takes another sip of coffee. When The part about dropping dead when this thing says your name. Phoenix nods and then borrows a friend's laptop and types something. Riv, this says nothing about the Doolahan being able to go into dreams. However, it does say that this thing can be warded off with gold. Like I own any gold, River comments as she plays with her gold necklace, earning her a look from Phoenix. What? You're full of bullshit, Phoenix says, folding her arms. You're playing with a gold necklace. River quickly glances down to see her necklace. She shakes her head before taking a long swig of her coffee. The wind whistles against River's ears as it desperately tries to remove her hood. Every time a rumble of thunder is heard or a flash of lightning is seen, the girl with the eyes that are a neon color flinches. Riv, it was just a dream, Phoenix comments as she shoves her drenched hair out of her face. The dual hand doesn't actually exist. If you didn't think it existed, then... Why do you steal my computer to find out that it could be warded off by gold? River deadpans. Because I didn't think you actually believe in the supernatural. River stops, walking, and turns to face her friend. Her eyes meet Phoenix's eyes. Phoenix takes an uncomfortable step backward. Shut up, Phoenix, River states. Her tone is colder than ice. With another fierce look, River storms away, leaving Phoenix alone in the pouring rain. Guilt forms into the pit of Phoenix's stomach as River disappears from view. Phoenix ends up walking home alone. Each time she takes a step, it feels like her legs are made out of lead. Once she is inside her apartment, her clothes are completely drenched. She sits down on her couch with a heavy sigh. She pulls out her phone and sends a text to River. She then spends the next three hours waiting for her best friend to text her back. Phoenix unintentionally dozes off and the dream she has leaves her in a cold sweat. Having a dream where one stumbles across their best friend's corpse is bad enough, but when all five senses get involved, the horror and the dread feels 10 times worse. Phoenix wakes up tangled in her blankets and sheets with bile burning in the back of her throat. When Phoenix meets up with River, River looks like she finally got a good night's sleep. River pushes her black curls out of her eyes and she studies a friend. Nix, you look terrible. Did you have a nightmare or something? Oh yeah, I had a dream where I found your corpse leaning up against the roots of a dead oak tree. Phoenix replies as a shiver slithers up her spine like a snake. What time of day did your dream take place? The middle of the day, and the ground was drenched in with rainwater. That doesn't make any sense. Somehow, the dream you had was a continuation of mine. Phoenix shrugs. Whatever's going on here, we need to get to the bottom of this. She says, causing River to nod in agreement. The two girls start to brainstorm and research the Doolahan. There is little information about this headless horseman, so River and Phoenix have little to go with. Even with research in hand, the two girls weren't actually prepared to run into the duel hand. The horse's hooves thunder against the ground, galloping closer and closer to the two friends. River pulls out clumps of wax from her pocket. What's this? Phoenix asks when River hands her the clump of wax. You put the wax in your ears so you can't hear the duel hand say your name. If you can't hear it say your name, if you can't hear it speak, you can't really die," River explains. Oh, so like the sirens from mythology? Phoenix says, putting two and two together, exactly. Phoenix takes the wax and shoves it into her ears. River does the same. The Doolahan approaches and the head's dead eyes then dart through the dense forest as River pulls Phoenix to the ground. Unfortunately, one of the wax clumps fall out of Phoenix's ears. When her best friend pulls her to the ground. Because she lost a clump of wax, she heard the dual hand call her name. River sees her friend's limp form and her heart breaks. Without a second thought, River removes a clump of wax from her own ear so she wouldn't have to live without her best friend when the dual hand says her name. River drops to the ground dead so her best friend wouldn't be all, all alone. In the afterlife. The end.
1: That was sad.
0: Sad, yes.
1: But didn't one of them have the gold necklace?
0: Yeah. But it's kind of hard to think about that.
1: During a time like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Though they did have, like, a solid plan with, like, blocking out the sound so like that's that's another possibility you could use I wouldn't say it's the best one obviously because it could fall out noise cancelling headphones that's the way to go
1: yeah I, I mean yeah
0: that way you can't hear anything not even a whisper not not even not even dogs or cats They're trying to get your attention. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But yeah. It's like it's not the scariest story. But it kind of puts everything together into one.
1: Yeah, no, that story had it all.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah. Not, not a bad story, the Squish. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: No, lived up to his namesake. Squish.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if they're male or female either. so.
1: does it really matter, though.
0: I don't know. It's hard to identify when you're called the Squish.
1: It's such an epic name.
0: It is. It's wonderful. So, those are some stories of... What a doula hand is, what it may look like, some possible prevention methods, should you ever encounter one. Maybe not the scariest thing, but, I mean, it is spooky season. It is. Headless, sp- the headless horseman is part of spooky season.
1: I mean, he has a spine whip. I think that's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And a head that's so decayed that it resembles moldy cheese. That's pretty common.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Weird. Weird. So if you made like a Joker face, because the Joker has that super big grin, but you made it out of cheese, and then you let it into the sun for a while.
1: That would be how it looked like.
0: Probably. So Halloween displays and stuff. You could probably set up something like that. I would say be a pretty big waste of cheese but still for the aesthetic
1: yeah I mean it is Wisconsin we have boundless amounts of cheese so
0: yeah but we 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 frown on the waste of it so
1: that is true
0: we'll see but those are all the stories I have about the Doolahan.
1: Noise, nice nice
0: nice Adi do you wanna let people know how to contact us
1: yeah, so if you guys want to reach out, email us, or support us even, you can do that with our email address at violinvice at gmail.com, V-I-L-E-A-N-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com, and you can support us on Patreon with that, which would be really, really cool for once-off donations. Um, otherwise, you can message us at Facebook and Instagram at violinvicepodcast. That's, again, A-N-D, no ampersands here. Or tweet at us, at ViolinVice. And if you want to go above and beyond, you can support us monthly on Patreon. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ViolinVice. And you guys get bonus content where I get to scare John John with, like, creepy doll stories and sleep paralysis stories and all that good stuff. There's even bloopers on there, too.
0: Which is the only thing that I thoroughly enjoy. The rest are traumatic experiences.
1: But it makes for a really funny time.
0: Yeah. See, Audie enjoys all of it, but I get distressed.
1: It's good, great for spooky season.
0: True. True. I'll give it that. I am thoroughly spooked in those.
1: Yeah. And you can hear those at the $1 and above levels, and it's just $1 a month.
0: Well, what do you think? Spooky enough for you? Or maybe I could try a little more spook.
1: I'm always down for more spooky mm. topics and everything. And I mean, it is spooktober. So, mm. yeah. I, I'm just right. excited for more episodes. And this one was pretty creepy. And I can't wait for more to come.
0: Me, not as much. But I'll I'll enjoy it somewhat. Because yeah. probably means you'll be trying to spook me, which is always way more successful because you.
1: (laughs) You know, I am a pretty spooky person.
0: No, no, you tell spooky stories.
1: Yeah, that's right. I don't look spooky, but...
0: (laughs) You use how adorable you are to make the spook even more creepy. And it's unsettling in some regards.
1: I know, you least expect it from me. I'm five Mm -hmm. foot three and cute. (laughs) <laughs> not spooky mm-hmm. but mm. i like spooky stuff it's just how i am and awkward True. but you know it's it's all right it's a fun time
0: it's just when spook comes out of it, it seems so unnatural
1: i know but it makes for a great time
0: it relative relatively speaking <laughs> <laughs> but that's all from us thanks for what well i almost said watching but thanks for listening yeah i mean if you watch too that's your own thing. You could have an equalizer. That could be kind of fun to watch. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week for another spooktacular episode.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to Violin Vice. Cover art is by Audie Griffith. Music by Annabelle Reback. If you want to help support the show, please visit patreon.com fileandvice. Or give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to. This helps us move up the charts and also helps keep the spooky stories coming.
0: Thank you.